Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season three, episode 18, Spirit of the Television. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Bob Holbrook, directed by George Montessi, original air date, April 30th, 1990. So we're back with Season 3, Episode 18, Spirit of the Television. Kim is off this week, and Doug has agreed to come back for this episode. Hello, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) The cursed antique from Friday the 13th Wiki is an old television set that summons the spirits of the deceased that kill those who wrong them. Then it prolongs the owner's life. Did that make sense? No. An old television set that summons the spirits of the deceased... That kill those who wrong them. Okay. Then it prolongs... some of the spirits of the deceased. Yeah, it does. This burns the spirits of the person that's calling the spirits, no? The deceased is the spirit in the TV. So they summon the spirit of a person who died. Okay. Because the person who's calling them feels guilty about something. And they get comforted by this person, but then later on, they're blamed for this person's death. Right. Okay. I got that part. Okay, so an old television set that summons the spirits of the deceased that kill those who wrong them. It's the way this is written. This is from... It's not easy to understand. Yeah. You could figure it out, but it's not easy to understand. So an old television set that summons the spirits of the deceased that later kills those that wrong them, but then it prolongs the owner's life. So the owner has some kind of a deal with a spirit somewhere right? to take these lives and extends her life. Right. And the person who's looking to see a spirit, they summon a spirit of somebody who died that they feel guilty over their death. Right. And they lure them in by saying, oh, how wonderful it was, and I miss you so much. Right. And then it's an about-face later. Right. Okay. So, Ilsa Van Zant is a psychic who kills her clients with a television set. What did you say her name is? Ilsa. I thought you said Ursula. It's Ilsa. Ilsa, yes. Correct. Who kills... Um, her clients with the television set to prolong her life. Apparently, she is terminal with very little time left to live. So the first clients that we see are members of a band who want to contact the deceased member. Really, only one member, Jessica, wants to make contact. The other two are just annoyed and don't believe any of this. So Roger shows up in the television set, but Jessica's the only one who can see him. Roger is comforting and apologetic, and his appearance helps to eliminate any guilt that she was feeling about pushing him too hard in life, which led to his death. But later, back in Jessica's apartment, and this apartment, we've seen this exact apartment before in another episode. It's like they use the same set. That could be. I, yeah. So it would save money to keep the same set, right? Just right, put, change right. the furniture. Okay. I don't even know if they did that. But, <laughs> but later, back in Jessica's apartment, Roger appears in her TV again, but the message is not as comforting as it was at Van Zandt's house. He accuses her of killing him by pushing him. It sounded like he was taking pills to stay on top of everything she was asking for. So he took the pills because she put so much pressure on him to do all these things and write better songs and be upbeat at the shows. And he took the pills because of all this pressure. She didn't force him to take the pills. Right, right. But when he, she first said, I didn't force you to take pills, I assumed it was suicide because she pushed him too hard. 
I think it was just an overdose. Now that I'm saying it out loud. Okay, that's possible. Put I think it, it was just way, an overdose. He just was taking these pills to keep up with all her demands. And it was an overdose. Uh, originally, I thought it was suicide. It just occurred to me that maybe it wasn't. So the TV blows up and kills her. Back at Ilsa Van Zandt's house, she's watching her TV and sees Jessica on the screen and then seemingly taken away by the spirit in the TV. Then we see that 10 days are added to Ilsa's date of death on her tombstone. So back at the store, Mickey Jack and Johnny happened to catch a news report of the death of Jessica and an interview with one of the band members who mentions the visit to the psychic that night. Mickey remembers something about another of Elsa's clients dying. So Mickey asks Jack and Johnny to look into the other death while she tries to talk to Vinny, the band member that was interviewed in the news. So Ilsa has a much younger boyfriend, William, who is worried about her and wants her to see a doctor. But she tells him that she's fine and not to worry. Did you just say he was a living boyfriend? A younger boyfriend. A much younger boyfriend. Oh, I didn't get the connection that that was your boyfriend. I just thought he was a kind of a worker and caretaker of the building. or You know, he's much younger, so you imagine that he's some kind of gold-digging guy. And he even says, I'm not just somebody who's after your money. It started out like that. Like, originally, when they first started dating, he was really just after her money. But he's no longer just that. Now he really and truly cares about her. And he said they were dating? He didn't say dating. He might have taken that job because he might have felt like he could be... Okay. I don't know. Okay. I didn't get that connection at all. I don't get much. Okay. All right. So Mickey gets all of the details on Jessica and and Roger's deaths. Jack adds that guilt is something that usually drives a person to see a medium. So Johnny has also learned that the other client he was looking into was electrocuted as well. But at this point, they don't know how. The one that Mickey remembered hearing about. Things are starting to line up now. So Mickey thinks they need to get an appointment with Ilsa, but Jack doesn't think it'll be easy since she seems to deal only with celebrities. But Mickey says she bought a few dresses from... Now, they're spelling this name Genevieve. Right. They call but they're calling her Jenna Genevieve. V- say it again. Genevieve. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. If I say Genevieve, we're talking about Genevieve or whatever. Say it again. Genevieve. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. It's even smelled like Genevieve. Maybe that's how they pronounce it in Canada. I don't know. Or they just never heard that name before and they just, they're sounding it out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's no Genevieves in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. But she's a famous designer. So she thinks... She can get her to make an appointment. So I guess buying clothing from a designer makes you the best of friends. That's not what I got out of it. I thought they were designing partners. Oh, you're talking about Mickey and... What's your name? Genevieve. Genevieve? Whatever, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm talking about... I'm lost. I know what you're talking about. Delete my whole thing. <laughs> so Mickey says that she bought a few dresses from... Genevieve. A designer. So she thinks she can get... Genevieve. To make an appointment with Ilsa. Why? Because they want to go check out Ilsa. Okay. So just for that reason. They are going to go see Ilsa just for the reason of going to see Ilsa. No other reason. They're investigating. So I guess buying a couple of designer dresses makes you the best of friends with somebody. Maybe I can call the people at Target and they'll go make an appointment for me for my next doctor's appointment. Right. To find out why people are dying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll join you. Yeah. So apparently Genevieve agrees. And in the next scene, they're having a reading with Ilsa. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? 
discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Genevieve. Makes contact with her mentor, Martina. Martina shows Genevieve her fall collection. Apparently, Genevieve has already used the spring collection that Martina created before she died and now is out of inspiration. But like before with Jessica and Roger, Genevieve is the only one who can see Martina, and Martina is very comforting. So Mickey and Johnny report back to Jack. Jack tells them that it doesn't make any sense because during a seance, the spirit appears to everyone present, not just one person. So Mickey and Johnny go back to Genevieve's studio to try and get her to talk about what she saw. Meanwhile, William is still worried about Ilsa and asks her to take some time off. But we see that she only has one day left on the extension that she received from the Jessica and Roger reading. So Ilsa leaves Roger in the bedroom and goes to the TV to call on the spirit of Martina and orders her to get Genevieve. Back at Genevieve's apartment, the same thing happens. Martina appears and accuses her of stealing her designs, which she did. The TV follows her around, and when Genevieve falls in the full bathtub, the TV falls in with her. So Mickey and Johnny arrive to screams and break down the door and find Genevieve dead. Ilsa sees Genevieve on the screen at the house and knows that it's over, but she only gets one more day this time. Now, we never had that happen. We never had an antique stop working or work less, so this was kind of different. So Ilse doesn't know what has changed and cries about it not being fair, and William is watching everything from outside the door. Back at the store, Jack comes up with a plan to figure out what antique Ilse is using by asking his old friend Robert Jandini to see her and hopefully debunk her gifts. So not sure how them going to a seance and debunking her gifts is going to tell them what the antique is. It's just going to debunk her gifts. Yeah, he's just going to call up his friend and see if he can fly in tonight. And uh, he shows up. I think they'll just want to debunk and see if she's a phony. And these other people are just freak accidents because they were with her. They want to find out if she's she's for real or not because this guy's a doubter. Oh, yeah. That's why he's calling him. But it doesn't make sense. He says he's calling him so they can figure out what the antique is. Debunking her isn't going to help them figure out what the antique is. It's just going to debunk her, which is fine. She needs to be debunked if she's fake. Right. But how does that help him find the antique? Right. But I thought they were trying to find out what the deal was with the other suspicious deaths and how she's a phony, then these are probably coincidences if they not a phony, then there's something going on. Yeah, but the thing is, Jack's plan, the plan he came up with, was to help them find the antique. So okay. they're under already under the assumption there, that there's an antique. So yes, they need to debunk her if she's fake, but that's not going to help them find the antique. That's what I'm confused about. So he calls this guy to debunk her, but how's that going to find the antique for him? 
That's the part I don't understand. And this also doesn't make sense because, so they're calling this guy to debunk her to find the antique, which I don't know how that's going to work. But I mean, all they'll see is him talking to a blank TV, which Mickey and Johnny already saw when they were with, uh, what's her name? Genevieve. Yes. And they already know that Jessica was electrocuted by her TV and they found Genevieve dead with her TV in the bathtub. Right. How much more do they need to know that there's a TV involved? Seriously. They finally do. They finally do. Make I know, but seriously, how much do they need to know to figure out there's a TV involved? Mickey was there during one reading. Right. They know how Jessica died. Right. They saw Genevieve dead in the bathtub with the TV in the bathtub. Okay. I mean, how much more do they need to know to figure out to know it's a TV? I mean, come on. Robert and Jack show up at Ilsa's house looking for a reading. Ilsa knows who Robert is, so she grants them a reading. They make William stay in the room with them during the reading this time. The TV comes on and Robert's parents appear. Robert is convinced that she's a phony for sure. Right. And she says, go ahead and check out the room. Do whatever you want. I guess he checked it out a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay, I can't find anything. Let's do it. Right. And then his parents appear in the TV. Right. While Jack is sitting there, as he's looking at the TV, their visit is quick but comforting. Robert insists to Jack that Ilsa is the real thing and tells Jack that he has always felt guilty about abandoning his parents when they needed him. So after they leave, Ilsa realizes that the business card Jack gave her is the same address as on the back of the television set. The name of the store is different, but the address is the same. Right. So she now believes that the TV isn't giving her the full time she should be getting because it knows it's in jeopardy of being locked back up in the vault. So she has to make it feel safe again. William watches again as she calls Robert's parents back to the TV and sends them to tell Robert how they really feel. So Jack calls Mickey and Mickey reports that there is no record of Ilsa before five years ago. Jack decides he should stay with Robert so he won't be coming back to the store that night. Johnny finds a bunch of books in Lewis's files about spirituality, all written by the same author, Ellie Rowlandson. Her last book was written five years ago, right around the time that Elsa made her appearance in life. So Johnny goes to talk to his police friends about the very first victim that happened before Jessica. Elsa is waiting not very patiently for Robert to appear in her TV, We see that Jack and Robert are at a bar having drinks. Jack talks about Ilsa not using a prayer of protection to keep away evil spirits. And Robert insists the spirits he saw were not evil. Yet. Just then his parents show up on the TV at the bar. They accuse him of leaving them to die as Jack tries to tell him that there's nothing on the TV. They accuse him of killing them. And Jack tries to get him out of the bar. But the bartender stops him to pay for the drinks, which gives Robert the opportunity to run away. He finds himself in front of a television store, and the screens speak to him again. Jack finds him before anything happens to him. He was just about to crash through the whole front window panel. Yeah, so this is the second time Jack was able to get him away from the TVs. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ilsa is getting sicker and sicker. Johnny finds out that the first victim, the one that Mickey had heard about earlier in the episode, was electrocuted when the TV fell into the pool. So finally, they connect the TV to the deaths. Jack still hasn't. The man was looking at the TV in the bar, Mm -hmm. and he was standing in front of a window of TVs ready to fling himself in there, and still Jack isn't making the connection. So Mickey finds that a TV was donated by Uncle Lewis to a convalescent home. She tries to call Jack, 
before they leave for the nursing home. Jack takes his time answering the phone and Mickey hangs up. They know that Robert was read by Ilsa. They know Robert is in danger. You'd think they'd keep trying or go there to warn him. But the phone rings again, but it's the front desk calling to tell Jack that there's an important package delivered. So Jack leaves Robert to go get the package. And maybe he should have taken him with him. Uh, I think he figures he's going downstairs for two minutes. He'll be fine. I'm just Dude, going down to get the there's a TV in the room. Does somebody have to hit him over the head with the TV for them to figure out it's the TV? No. I well, mean... Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. So Ilsa's the one who made the call. When Jack goes downstairs, Ilsa shows up at the door. The TV comes on and his parent and Robert's parents show up again. He picks up the TV and him and Ilsa struggle and she shoves him and the TV out the window. So Jack is still in the lobby and is there to see him fall. But the TV doesn't give her any extra time this time. William comes in to see what's wrong to see what's wrong and sees that she's not looking. She's got all kind of blisters and stuff all over her face. Her hair went totally gray. Right. It's getting a little worse each time you see her now. Yeah. So she tells William that she's dying and a doctor can't help her. He doesn't know exactly what's going on, but he doesn't know something's going on and wants to help. I mean, I think he realizes that her killing people is helping her somehow. So Ilsa thinks that she has to kill Jack now to keep the TV safe. Back at the store, Jack blames himself and honestly he should. Johnny and Mickey tell him about Ilsa's real name and how Uncle Lewis donated the TV to the nursing home where she was living due to her terminal condition. So they're worried that she'll come after Jack since he can expose her. So Jack wants to go see her, but Mickey and Johnny tell him that his guilt is going to get him killed. They leave Jack at the store and go to see Ilsa. I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, let's leave Jack alone. The one who's in danger, let's leave him alone. It's like, let's send Mickey into the rapist den by herself. So they get inside to find the TV gone. They assume she's taking the TV to the store. So Mickey tries to call, but the phone goes dead. Then the lights go out. Jack finds the TV in the store. William grabs him and Ilsa says it's time he had a talk with an old friend. She calls Robert's spirit and he appears in the TV and he blames Jack for getting him involved in this whole thing. William holds on to him and, and forces him to watch. So light and wind begin shooting out of the TV and Robert tries to grab Jack, but Mickey and Johnny get there and Johnny shoves Jack out of the way, leaving William open to get sucked into the TV. Elsa tries to help, but when she can't, she tries to get away, and William grabs her and takes her with him. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. The story was different. I liked it. The antique worked differently, sort of. I liked it. It was annoying that it took him the whole episode to figure out it was a TV. But otherwise, it was a good story. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, it was different, that's for sure. It was a creative way of uh, presenting all of that. Yeah, and like I said earlier, it was this is kind of the first time the antique kind of stopped working properly i'm not that familiar with the show so i can't well, really usually it to anything. if you have to kill somebody to get something you kill somebody and you get something right this one it seemed like she was always getting 10 days because i think she said that somewhere along the line and the first time she did but the second time she only got a day right. and then the next time she didn't get anything right and I've, that never happened before and I have to imagine the explanation she came up with has to be why, because I don't have any other explanation why it wouldn't work if she was following the rules and killing people. She stretched it out as far as she can, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, leaves that opening at the end. It makes you wonder which way could it have gone. I don't know. Yeah. But it was good. It was different. It was different. All right. So if you don't have anything else. 
No, you pretty much summed up everything pretty good. I just put in uh, some annoying comments that didn't make sense at times. Um, but yeah, you covered it pretty well. All right. So we'll be back shortly with the next episode. We're almost done with the series. See you later. Bye. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.